Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your very happy host, Happy Dan, and sitting opposite me via a well, Skype, sorry to ruin the uh, the magic of this, is uh, is Terry, mate. Um, what's up? Not much, mate. It's uh, it's good to be back talking footy on a consistent basis with you, my friend. Look, it certainly is, and it's also very good to be able to talk to you and not be in a disgustingly coloured jersey of those disgusting West Tigers, and it's also nice to be able to breathe again. Yeah, look, and it's also just good that we don't have to mention them. So, Look, certainly you know, is. this will be the last mention until something negative happens and I can pound on them again. But, uh, well, just, until next week, because we play them the week up. We play them. Well, there you go. We'll have, we'll have a small reprieve. But, mate, I'm not about negativity. I'm about positivity. And positively, we kick the shit out of the Dragons 36 to 12. Talk to me in great detail. Well, I mean, where do you start? Like, you know, at home, uh, in, in, in my house is in Menai. On Thursday night, there was a slight drizzle. So I thought, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a damp game, right? Put the kids to bed, turn the TV on, and I couldn't believe my eyes what I was seeing at Wynn Stadium. The, the, the rain that was coming down, and I, like, I went outside. To, to, to make sure it, nothing in Menai pounding down in Wollongong and I was like you know and then I was, I was sort of flicking between Fox and Channel 9 and I was hearing Gus Gord say that neither of these teams can play expansive football I flick back over to listen to Cooper Cronk I don't know why because he's really starting to annoy me these days but he was saying that you know this is the perfect conditions for Cronulla because they love to get you in a dogfight and grind you out. And these are the conditions that they're used to in Sharknado, blah, blah, blah. But they definitely won't play expansive football. So then it's like Craig Fitzgibbon was watching this and was like, go out and throw it to the fucking wingers. <laughs> on, get out there. <laughs> Mate, yeah. it was just, as far, as far as where the football goes, we were nearly perfect. I couldn't agree more, and as you, as you correctly pointed out, Sir Fitz said, you know, like, fuck, we can't. Nico Hines, Will Kennedy, Matt Moylan played dry weather football. The wingers played dry weather football. The forwards played wet weather football in that they just hit the ball up, they tucked it under their wing, and they made meters deluxe. Now I know you got some tackling stats, so would you like to would you like to lead with those? Because this is fucking impressive. Well, the the most impressive part about this is last year our biggest complaint on our podcast was just how weak our ruck defence was. And, you know, it's easy, to, it's easy to kick a man when he's down, but we've replaced Aaron Woods with Dale Finucane, and you can already see the difference that it's made. And then you throw in a guy like Cam McInnes as well. And before I go into the, def- the, the stats on there as well, you watched, I, I saw the clip of Toby Rudolph on Channel 9 afterwards, and they said to him, you know, what's, what, what did Dale Finucane and... and Cam McInnes bring and he said they do they bring the one thing in common they're both psychopaths whether it's before training during training after training before the game during or after the game he said they're just mental and you can tell that but uh Tobias Rudolph played his I, I believe his best game in Cronulla colors for us um 35 from 35 tackles uh Dale Finucane 29 from 29 tackles Braden Hamlin-Newelli, 22 from 23. Uh, Blake Braley, 42 from 43. Cam McInnes, 33 from 34. 
Uh, Andrew Fafina, 24 from 24. And Aiden Tolman, 29 from 29. So our ruck players, our starting ruck players and our bench players missed three tackles between. And that's that's huge. Unshark-like. And that is how you build a premiership-winning team. Because you look at every team that's won the title in the last few years, yeah, they could score points, but they could also defend them. Last year, every single week we sat here and said, that middle third is disgusting and we need to fix it up. And I I reckon they've just drilled that every single day because Toby looks like a man possessed. You know, Talakai looks like a man possessed. And he was the laziest bloke in the NRL last year. You know, we we got players that are third and fourth off the rank that are coming in and, and Bouncing origin quality opposition. This they're they're bought in is where I'm going with this. They're bought in. Whether rain, hail, or shine, we'll put in 36 on the dragons. We'll beat them in any conditions. It's official. They are little brother now, and I won't hear any other arguments because we got them on the field, we got them off the field, we got them in the stands. Everything is black, white, and blue at the moment. Blowing a little joke that I had for later. Luke Metcalf scored more points for the Newtown Jets than the Dragons scored against us in first grade New South Wales Cup. And if that doesn't say it all, nothing will. No, it's, it, you're absolutely right. And then, you know, you just your comment there about the origin quality players. Like, you know, Jaden Suter was a starting back row for Queensland. And on the performance that CC Patalakai, you know, marked up on him. Killed him. I had that all day. And you, you, you're very right. If we took that game plan and that performance on a dry track, we'd put 50 on the Dragons. Yeah, absolutely. It was all Cronulla. Now, there are not many Dragons fans, if any, listen to this, but they did take to Twitter to be like, oh, the ref this, the ref that. We were on top of them. We were beating the shit out of them. Every time we took a set, we got the ball where we wanted it, and we kicked deep, we pinned them. I think the furthest they got was about the 30 or the 40, and they kicked out. We were going to score. It was coming. Now, it definitely helped that we had a player over for that 10-minute period, and it was better that it's Sua, who's a, who's a really good defender. But, I mean, one, Cronulla can't help that shit. Two, it was a definite send-off. And three, we would have run through them regardless. So I don't hear any fucking shit. Yeah, look, and the, the, the other thing as well is, you know, people turn around and go, well, how can you say Cronulla were on top, blah, blah, blah. At the time when Jaden Sua got um, Simbin, Possession was 54-46 in favour of Cronulla. Territory was 68-32 in favour of Cronulla. And the penalty happened 30 metres out, like us attacking the Dragons line. So we were all over them. We hadn't missed any tackles at that point there. Um, You know, Nico, Moylan, they had the ball on the string. Uh, Yeah, we'd already had set restarts. We were were, going to run through the Dragons. It didn't matter. I think the Simbin broke any spirit that the Dragons had because, you know, when when, when you play against a team that's binned, um, sometimes they lift. But, you know, the set after Sewer got binned, we went across the line. Now, it wasn't a try. Great great scrambling defence from Ben Hunt to stop that. The ball from Nico Hines was beautiful. We cut out Will Kennedy, Matt Moylan and Jesse Ramian on one pass. It was absolutely unbelievable, that ball that he threw out there. Um, you know, no worries. We'll just get the ball, go down there, and, and we'll score. And you just see that their body language dropped. They cave so easily. So what did Cronulla do? We'll go down and score again. 
Stewart comes back on. It's okay. We'll go and score again, and then we'll get a penalty at halftime. And I think the most disappointing thing, looking back at that game, was how quickly we conceded a try just after halftime because the cynic shark in me turned around and went, here we go, Dragons are back in the game. This is going to be an 18-12 grind. You know, forgetting who our coach is these days, forgetting who our halfback is, forgetting who our captain is. I want to speak about our captain before we speak about anyone else. Dalfinukin, oh, we haven't had a player like him before. We have not had a player like Dalfinukin at the Sharks before. It's ridiculous just how much, how like instant his, the improvement he's brought is. He's brought the Melbourne with him, mate, and I'm starting to think that he might be Melbourne as I'm starting to think Sir Fitz has brought the Roosters culture with him. Look, we were so good on the weekend that we were able to rest Al Finucan. I had to ask you whether he came back on the other night, so I didn't see him in the second half. His first half effort was 10 out of 10. Like, you can you can forgive lock forwards in the rain, getting wrong-footed, conceding a line break, missing a tackle. You know, it just it just doesn't happen. The, the bloke was the first one to put his hand up. I think he took two hit-ups early on when we were pinned down in our own end. He and Talakai went bang, bang, bang. Just destroyed him and turned momentum in a heartbeat. You know, the bloke puts his hand up in defence. He was sitting on the bench and I saw him laughing. He was having a great time. But you could also see he was up every time he made a break. They kept showing. And we saw our good mate Gaz, totally not brown, Dover. And, oh, that could be a dirty joke. Remind me to go back to that, Terry. But he just, he lives and breathes Cronulla, mate. And I love that they were able to rest him that second half because there was talk going in that he was going to miss the game. Bloody glad he didn't. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if that was a G up from our uh, our good friend uh, Tobias Rudolph or not, but he, you know, he did he did slide me a message saying, "Hang on, you know, Dale may be out," and then it was, "Oh, you know, I may be starting from the bench and Cam may be starting." But um, look, there, there definitely was something up with Fanuke in that night. He played the first half. You're right, didn't come back on at all in the second half. There was no second stint from Dale Fanuke. I think there may have been. Had the game got tighter, you know, had Jack Bird scored and then the Dragons kept some momentum, we quickly took that momentum away from him. Um, what really sucks, before we move on from, from Dale Fanuga, what really sucks for him is that, for mine, over the first three games, he's been head and shoulders our best player. You know, consistently, he's been our best player. He's got zero daily end points, and this is where the system needs to go now because I know Nico Hines kicked... The goal against the Parramatta Eels, but we don't win that game without Dale Finucane in the middle taking it to their forwards. And then likewise against the Dragons on the weekend, that first 40 minutes set the tone. It was 18-0 when Dale Finucane played, and it was 18-12 when Dale Finucane didn't play. It's a good stat. I mean, that's what you get the good players for. And he's the sort of bloke that you would imagine that if he got daily end points, he'd be like, no, 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 boys, it was a team effort, it was a team effort. It's just the kind of guy he is. Look, mate, Nico's flashy. He's going to stand out. I, I'm convinced the daily M's go to the flashy players. For instance, Ben Hunt got a point for the Dragons. So three, two, one, he got the one. We had 10 of the best 11 players on the park, and Ben Hunt was by far the Dragons' best player. Like, it's not even up for dispute. The fact that he was so far ahead of the rest of that rabble, I reckon is the reason he got a point. The try-saver, the run and back, the run through, and the hilarious penalty where he threw the ball to Moses and Bai, who was 25 metres offside. That was glorious and summed up their night. But, I mean, Talakai was better than Hunt. 
Kennedy was better than Hunt. Ikevalu was better. Hamlin Ueli, Braley. I'd say even Moylan was better. Tobias Rudolph, they were all better than Hunt. But because Hunt was so much better than them, he got a point. System flawed, mate. System's flawed. But, yeah, Cam should have got a point. I mean, uh, Dale should have got a point. Yeah, Dale should have got a point, or Kennedy. And I was really happy with the three and the two because, you know, we say Dale Finucane was perfect in the first half, but but that game, Nico Hines had that, that game on a string, you know. Yeah, just have a look. Fourth tackle, we're 24 metres out. He kicked the Christ out of that ball, and we tackled Tyrell Sloan nine metres out from his line. All of a sudden, we've got momentum again because we've got momentum defensively. Because if you have a look at our kick chase on the weekend, it was perfect. It was a line, and then eventually everyone just shuffled back into their positions. Um, Any time it looked like the Dragons were doing something in in defence that was going to hurt us, Nico just went, don't worry about it. I'm going to kick it to that corner. I'm going to turn this guy around here. Now, I gave credit to Nico Hines for that penalty because it was a smart kick. Uh, as you said, the Ben Hunt one. It was actually Matt Moylan um, who put that kick in. Hines got tackled on the fourth. And instead of going um, back to the left-hand side where Moylan's more comfortable, he actually shifted right because he saw all the Dragons players were offside. And he kicked the ball back and he, he kicked it towards the lazy players. He kicked it towards the big forwards who were all bunched up there because they had to make the tackles on, you know, and they had to surround Nico Hines. So it was a really, really smart kick by Moylan. Um, and, and it was, I, I, I believe it was an intentional kick to turn around and go, well, these guys aren't going to be off onside here. They're going to, you know, Cody Ramsey's going to have to take a hit up. Zach Lomax is going to have to take a hit up because it was that side of the field. And you're not worried about them taking a, a run at your hit up. You're worried about them. You're worried about those guys being in space. It's not like Jesse Ramian taking a hit up. Uh, and then Tyrell Sloan, like you were So it was a smart kick from Matt Moylan to target that there. And I think it was really smart of us as well. We kicked to Michaeli Ravalara twice. Once he dropped the ball and somehow didn't knock it on, even though it went three metres forward. And the second time, Matty Kavalu ran underneath him and somehow didn't get penalised. Every other kick went to the weak side of the ground, which was uh, Ramsey, Lomax and... Um, Sloan. Sloan. Mate, Sloan made about six metres all night. He was – we kept him so quiet. He didn't get any broken space, and the bloke can't do a hit-up. He's too slight, and he doesn't have the power in his legs yet. As you said on Outlaws the other day, by the way, get on that. Very, very great show, if I do say so myself. You you said that he, he just – he's not that kind of player – and maybe they were right to leave him on the development contract. But I'm glad you mentioned the little things, mate, because I had that highlighted here. That try that Ikevalu scored, name three players that touched the ball in that set, or name three things that stand out in that play. Every single person from our spine touched the ball. So it went from Braley to Hines to Moylan. Connor Tracy was able to draw and pass without throwing it forward. Came off a quick play of the ball from Aiden Tolman. It was Tobias Rudolph, mate. I'm glad you mentioned that, though. The quick play the ball completely turned him around. He was up and played the ball, and I got that stat ready because nine people, like, you didn't know, and you're Toby's biggest fan, who played the ball. I oh, bet I, you. I thought it was eight goal. I knew it was a pig, and I knew it was a quick play the ball. I bet you any money that Fitzgibbon noticed that, and they've been working on that all off season. I'm just, I'm so happy with the way the little things are being seen to, which, as we've been saying for years, is unshark-like. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, the, the, the commentators pointed out that every single person in our spine touched that ball. Um, 
and how it just went so silky, you know, across the back line. I needed to take a jab at Connor Tracy because your catching and passing has been real good, but he did cost us a game back in 2020. And, you know, not, I'm not one to hold grudges, but Connor, I still hold that grudge. Two games. But the, the standout from that was the quick play of the ball. And it goes back to, you know, fast forward to the Nico Hines try. Nekovalu <laughs> makes a mockery of the Dragons' defence and then slides all around, you know, get, gets tackled 10 metres out. And instead of being on the ground flapping around like a fish trying to get a penalty where you could lose the ball or whatever, he just got up, played the ball. The ball was played that quick. The Dragons had no one on side. And Nico Hines, you know, ran through Jack DeBellin. And obviously because he's not a female, Jack wasn't going to stop it. Well, very, very, very nice. Before we, before we move on from this game, so I could talk about this all night, Phil Gould, one of the greatest thinkers in the game, said Nico Hines has a sixth sense like no one he's seen. He knows when to pass the ball. He doesn't hold it even a microsecond too long. And then when he scored that try, which was just incredible, and we haven't had a halfback that could do that for a lot of years, he said just every time you think you've seen everything there is to see, this halfback, right there, this halfback, Nico Hines. Just wanted to point that out. made me so happy. But, uh, look... Um. I think there's there's a lot of people now who, you know, turn around and said that we, you know, signing Nico Hines is pointless because he's only going to be a system storm player. He's not a half. He's a fullback. But, you know, it was a baseless point to make about him not being a half because, you know, the only time he ever played fullback was when Craig Bellamy turned around and said, well, do you want a game with us or do you want to go back and play with the Falcons? And obviously Hines is saying, well, I'm playing with you guys. Like, you know, Go and play fullback if you can. Can you catch a ball? Yes, go play fullback. That's the only time in his career he's ever played fullback, and that's for Craig Bellamy. And because he played and debuted at fullback and, and played really well at fullback, you know, everyone thinks, oh, he was a fullback growing up. You don't realise that when Manly won the last under-20s competition, Nico Hines was the halfback. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ramian was in that team with Tom Trevojevic and Jake Trevojevic and all those guys there. He was the halfback for it. And so... Obviously, when he moved, you know, and that was, if you listen to the, the podcast that he did on the bloke in the bar, when he was talking to Brisbane, they had just signed Adam Reynolds, and he was pitching to the Broncos to go and be the 5'8", and they were like, no, we want you to be the fullback. And he was like, no, no, no I want to go and be the 5'8 next to Adam Reynolds. They said, no, 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 we want you to come be our fullback. Fitz comes along and says, where do you want to play? He goes, I want to play halfback or 5'8". All right, how much money do you want? Fuck, let's get done. Mate, Brilliant. Now, what stood out for me and was the greatest moment of all the great moments on Thursday night, 13 on 11. we got 11 men, two men in the in the bin. We've won the game by 1,000. It's over. Little brother is reduced to yet another loss to the Mighty Sharks. They kicked the ball because they couldn't break through an 11-man defensive line. How fucking embarrassing for them and incredibly amazing for us. Yeah, it was almost like, you know, it was the same as when the the, the the team that we don't want to talk about, the Tigers, but when they were going against the Warriors and the Warriors had 12 men, it felt like that the Tigers were going against 16 players because they couldn't break them. The Dragons were devoid of ideas. Like, this is the time when they should have said, all right, Ramsey, Lomax, Ravalawa, Sloan, load up, we're going to go slide of hand and we're going to run around these guys because there's, and there's going to be a gap somewhere. Instead, they played a one up the guts with no offloads. 
and kicked the ball. <laughs> Mate. Uh, I couldn't believe it. They gave up. They conceded. They waved the red and white flag. Now, also on the weekend, the Newtown Jets, the mighty Newtown Jets, had a pretty uh, good win. Uh, before, before, we, before we talk about that, uh, what was your reaction when Nico scored? Nico scored. I was up. And I also stood up too, mate. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. And just the, the, the slight things that are coming out of this game, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about all the positives, but there's the negatives as well. Connor Tracy's out, um, and they, they haven't said how long he's going to be out for, but he's, he's hurt that groin. And uh, syndesmosis from uh, Matty Cavalu, who hurt himself in the first half and refused to succumb to injury. Ran for 230 metres in the wet on a busted foot. Looks like he's going to be out for six weeks as well. So Talakai named in the centres, but uh, I have a feeling the guy that you're going to talk about from the Newtown Jets might find himself on the bench on the weekend. Look, that's certainly right. And it, it's I was going to mention the injuries later, so thank you for taking that. Uh, look, Lou Metcalf, been the best player in New South Wales Cup by an absolute mile by all reports. Now, I wouldn't know because I haven't televised a game. Those that are interested this week, 12.45, I believe, Newtown are on Fox Sports against the Knights. So that'll be a good game to watch. I think the Knights are one from three, and we're leading the comp three from three. So it should be an interesting game. But uh, Jack Williams back for the Jets. Great thing. Pele played for the Jets. But it was Luke Metcalf who got, you know, scored 26 points, 1,000 tries, 1,000 goals, way too good for New South Wales Cup. And spoiler alert, I have the slightest feeling, as you mentioned, that he may just run out in a different coloured jersey this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that Metcalf's going to either find his way onto the bench this weekend in place of Trindle, or um, we'll name him at, at centre and, and Talakai can go back to the bench there. Um, he's playing so well that, you know, and he's playing 5'8 as well, which. Inevitably, when Matt Moylan falls out of form or this combination doesn't work or Matt Moylan gets injured, it's not Trindle I'm bringing up. It's, uh, it's Luke Metcalf, and it really hurts to say because he's going to the Warriors for two years. He's locked into that deal. But, you know, I, honestly, now watching him play, like last year when we signed Nico Hines, I wanted Sean Johnson. I really want to see Metcalf and Hines just tear someone apart. Look, he might be leaving with a premiership. We don't know yet, but uh, look, I wasn't going to touch on it, but I think we have to, the elephant in the room. The form of Trindle is very concerning, and I believe that uh, Britton Cora didn't shut us up like I hoped he would. He did, he did play okay, but there was one disgusting defensive read that allowed Jack Bird to waltz on through. So that was a bit of, that was a, bit of a shame. So I think we got two players that are out of form. But uh, we certainly got some players coming through that are in good form. So, um, look, as as you alluded to, the side's been named today. Uh, Talakai has been named in the centres. Not 100% sure that'll happen. He'll mark up against Bradman Best. So that um, that's going to be a no, contest. No, no, Jesse Ramin's up on Bradman Best. Bradman Best's on the left, is he? I thought he was on the right. Okay, that's how much attention I've been playing. Bradman Best is the left centre. Okay, good. We'll fucking forget our setting. So, Rami and versus Best, that'll be a Battle of the Titans. Yeah, that'll be a great game. So, Talakai's up on uh, Gagai. Um, Ooh, I don't like know. that. I don't like yeah. that. Again, though, I don't know. He's, he's you know, Metcalf, I, I know he played a game in the centres against the Tigers, but is he ready to go up against Dan Gagai, who's playing at a really high level of football for the Knights at the moment? So, well, just, just on the New South Wales, uh, on the Jets. In the last couple of years, the Jets have had the say on 
some of their players that can go and play, um, you know, who's going to play for the, the Jets or, or, you know, where they're going to play or whatever. This year, Maddo's turned around and he's like, like Tyler Tamo, for, exact, for example, is a Jet through and through. He's come through all their grades, all the way up into reserve grade. He's not playing now. Like, Madison's saying, come on, give me all the Sharks. We need another premiership. You have a look at that back line. It was all the Sharks, the forward pack, mainly all the Sharks. Then you throw in guys like Kurt Dillon and uh, Miles, uh, Miles Tooley, who, you know, they're Jets contracted players, but the bench was all Sharks. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good to see as well. And, you know, we're lighting that New South Wales competition up. I think us and the Panthers are the two standout teams at the moment. The Tigers had a slip up on the weekend, which is pretty funny, but, um, you know, it's. We're, we're looking the goods to retain our title that we've had for the last 15 years or whatever it is. Might as well be 15, mate. The Dogs are the other team that are undefeated too. I had a quick squeeze later to see who we were playing. And uh, a reminder, we'll remind you about next week with the Beer Footy Food Festival at Henson Park in two weeks' time, playing against the uh, the Magpies the day before the Sharks play West. So it'll uh, be good to see you out there. But, mate, um, look, a player you mentioned before, Jesse Ramian, escapes suspension despite a pretty terrible tackle and will be available this weekend, which is good for us. I think the lucky thing for Jess on that tackle was that he hit the, the, the chest first before his arm slipped up and cocked him in the head because, I mean, well, I mean, you never know because Nelson Asafa Solomona got away with a lesser fine than Jesse Ramey. Oh. Jesse Ramey was fined $1,500. Nelson Asafa Solomona was fined $1,000. Nelson attempted murder, no, mate. I heard a pretty shitty excuse for Nelson and how he got away with it. The NRL came out and wiped everybody's history this year and said everybody starts with a clean slate. So there's no previous loading. We don't take your last 24 months into account when you've high-tackled or spear-tackled someone. You know, everyone got clean slates. That's why Nelson got away with it. Fuck off. Yeah, I agree. That, that tackle, that, that tackle, yeah, that tackle was a week. Oh, at least I would have seen you. I would have put him in the sim bin. I would have given him two weeks, and I would have been very happy yeah. with If 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 Sua and Ramian got suspended for lesser contact, but still to the head, Nelson had to be sent off as well. Uh, sim bin as well. Couldn't agree more, mate. But fuck the storm. We'll see them in a couple of weeks. Now this weekend, mate, Friday night. Neither of us will be there, but we host the. Uh, the Newcastle Knights and their official fan base, the Nana Knights. Uh, those that listening, you know, that want to get in with the Nana Knights, tell them Dan and Terry said good day. They love our show. Do they? I do. Well, I will assume so. We get so many listens every week. It's like everyone loves our show. But um, yeah, look, come up against the Knights, who are undefeated going into. Uh, this guy were going undefeated on the weekend, uh, lost to the Panthers in a very courageous display. Um, Mitch Barnett getting sent off when they were up 6-4, lose the game 38-20. The fact that they still managed to score 16 points against, or 14 points, sorry, against the Penrith Panthers, a man down says that Newcastle are a team you know, to be reckoned with this year. They're going to be without Mitch Barnett. They're still going to be without Clemmer. And we know Jaden Braley is not playing this year, but they welcome back a host of stars. Brody Croft, who tore us apart last year on his debut, he's back. Caelan Ponga is obviously back. 
Um, I think that's Brody Jones, not Brody Croft. What's that? You, you said Brody Croft. Brody, Brody Jones. Jones, yep. I'll never forget yeah. that prick's name. Um, yeah. It's gonna look this is gonna be a good game. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season how I thought this was gonna go, I would have said Cronulla's probably gonna win this game thirteen plus. Just, you know, is is how what Dalfanuk and Cam McInnes bring back to this team here. Well I think brings brings, you know, back his obviously Newcastle and I think I think for the last couple of years people have slept on the coaching of Adam O'Brien. You know, they always bag him, but he's got he's got the Knights into the finals twice with, you know, a roster that you kind of look at and go, oh, is it is it a finals roster? Like, is it? And now you could have excused them with two of their spine players from last year, one going to France and one going to hospital, you know, that they, they may have given up. But Clifford's in incredible form. Adam Clune looks like he's putting in performances that Mitchell Pearce didn't put in for the Knights on a consistent basis. Their forward pack standing up. Dan Gagai is back. Um, they played one game with Caelan Ponga, and of course he comes back against the Sharks. Um, am I confident we'll win this game, Dan? Yes. It's the first time we've played Newcastle at home for a very, very long time. Um, it should be another good crowd there. Even though it's Saturday 6 o'clock, I'm seeing a lot of people turn around and go, I'm going to get to this game. So hopefully we can get about 10,000 people there. Um you know, I don't think many Newcastle fans are going to travel for this. If they're Shire-based or Sydney-based, they may be able to get there. I think we can win this game, but I don't think we'll have it all our way. What are your thoughts? Look, a couple of corrections, mate. It's Friday, not Saturday. And second of all, Newcastle fans don't have jobs. So, of course, they'll be here, mate. But I uh, just wanted to get a shot in at the uh, the fans from the Hunter. Hope you lose by a thousand. Ah, oh, look, it's a shame the Pong is back because the bloke was literally shitting himself inside out last time and was the best player on the park and destroyed us late. Brody Jones, oh, I hope he has a bad pie before the game, mate, because he was so good against us. Only game that he's played worth a shit, but of course it'd be against us. I agree we should win. I'll be disappointed if we don't, especially being at home. Look, the weather forecast is fucking atrocious, so we prove we can play well with the football. I don't remember Newcastle playing in the wet. They probably have because it's done nothing but rain for the past six months. But I back us in over them. Uh, Nico's boot is how we win this game. We kick early. We pin him in the corner. We force errors, and we'll score tries. We got points in us. We got far more points than Newcastle do. Look, their forward pack is very, very good. Tyson Frizzell, you know, it's 200th game. You know, back in the Shire where it all began, he's a great player. It's a shame he had to leave. It's you know, it's not a bad thing that he did because. We welcomed in a certain Luke Lewis who went okay. But, mate, they got a side that worries me far more than I thought it would before the season kicked off. Dane Gagai's the one to watch, especially if he's playing against Talakai. I think perhaps maybe it might be worth a switch and putting a faster player there. But, I mean, Talakai did the job when he was asked to play centre. So, so Fitz knows. So I definitely back him. Look, Newcastle could come out and play really well, or they could play really shit. That's just the Newcastle DNA. Hope they have an off day, but if both teams play well, we win. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I think what you just said there, the radar shows that there's going to be a, an incredible downpour on Friday. We're coming off wet weather football. Um, Newcastle are not. You know, it was very, very dry up in Bathurst, almost humid conditions. The sun looked perfect out there while we were getting rained on. Um Having a look at the Newcastle forward pack, the Saifidi brothers, they're, you know, they're in incredible form. You wouldn't have known that Daniel had been out for a while either. He just came back 
you know, looked really good. Um, you know, Brody Jones, after his first game, I haven't really seen much of him afterwards. Kurt Mann playing lock for them. Where we have the biggest advantage is on the bench. Um, I don't really know any of the Knights players on the bench, Dan. They've got Phoenix Crossland, uh, Mamacia, don't know who that is, Thompson, don't know who that is, and Suaso Sue. Um, that's their bench so far, whereas we've got Tolman, Talakai, Fafida, and Trindle. Um, there's more impact coming off our bench. It just, it's again, it's going to be how we use our bench and, and you know how quick, you know how effective those that that is. And uh, you mentioned um, Nico Hines's boot. Jake Clifford's boot is just a scary. He can kick them out of trouble as well, and he has done it. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible game. It's easier than it sounds, but if we stop Kalen Ponga from doing fifty percent of what he can do, we win this game. Because outside of him, I'm not really worried about Jake Clifford. I'm not really worried about Adam Clune. I'm not worried about their dummy half. Whereas Blake Braley's in form, uh, bearing his first forty minutes against Canberra, Matt Moylan. Kennedy, our forward pack, I think our forward pack will tackle them off the park um, and, and we get this game, but I don't think it's going to be a 13-plus victory like I would have predicted at the beginning of the year. Newcastle, they're looking like they're going to creep into the top eight. Look, they certainly are. And I, I wouldn't have... If you'd said that in the preseason, I would have laughed you off the podcast because their roster doesn't scream top eight. But they've been... I, I have them ranked second in the power rankings for zero tackle in that I think they've defied expectations. I think they're the second happiest team in the comp. They've only lost one game, and it was a very close game to, you know, the defending premiers, Penrith. And they did it with 12 men, as you said. So I'm not walking in this game. This isn't the Newcastle of old. They've had the wood on us as of late, which sucks because their fans are very lippy. Uh, look, I can't say it's undeserved because we throw a lot of shade, but um, I think it's time to make them little brother too. But we do have a what would have been a negative until the past two weeks becomes positive, mate. We're going to do it for Aiden Tolman in his 300th game. For those that don't know, we always lose milestone games except the last two weeks when Katoa's 50th and then it was someone's 200th last week. No, it was Matt, Matt Moylan's 150th last week. Has he only played 150 games? Well, might as well be 200th. Well, there you go. Yeah, look, I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to this one. Now, I'm going to be at a wedding, um, and the, the groom of this of this wedding that I'm going to be at, he's an absolute superstar. Um, he's a South fan, so, you know, that's, that's the Boom. one negative for him. But he gets married at 5.25. Canapes are served at 6.00. The bridal party comes in at 6.40, so just about half-time. Dinner's served at 7, speeches start at 8. So basically what he's done is he's put all the boys that are Sharks fans on the three tables next to each other. We're all going to be sitting there watching on our phones. Nathan, we love you. Shout out to you. Um, other than that, mate, I know you're going to miss the first half because you're going to be on your favourite place on earth, and that's Sydney Trains. Um have you got the kids this weekend to share the game with, Dan? Look, I certainly do, and Bryson's very, very excited. Uh, he's just Nico Hines' second or third biggest fan beside behind myself and obviously you, Terry. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, Chelsea's wearing her signed hat, her Toby Rudolph signed hat, absolutely everywhere, won't go outside without it. 
You know, it's my back sore, mate, from from putting the fin up all week. So those that can't see us. It was so nice to see Jesse Romy and get up and salute us with the fins up because we said we needed a big game from Jesse. And obviously he called you and I personally and said, I'm going to deliver a big game for the Sharks. And he gives us the fins up. He did, mate. I I love to see it. Everything's going well. A nice, easy win. It's it's better. Thursday night football is great when you win, terrible when you lose. But we don't have to worry about losing anymore because uh, this is the year. Right, Dan. Yes. I'm gonna throw something off you. I know you. I know you ran uh, the, the show tonight. The run sheet was all yours, but we're gonna throw a couple of names at you. Obviously, lots of people are hitting us up about recruitment or retention. So I'm gonna ask you a question first here. What is more important for Cronulla to sign this coming season? Is it a back rower or a center? Center. Giving up on Connor Tracy. Yes, or not, Not no, don't trap me, Terry, very clever. No, not 100%, but Nakora, Wilton, Talakai, there's three. There's only two spots, and, of course, you've got Wade Graham to come back yet. Jack Williams, I'm not 100% giving up on him running wide, although I'd prefer him in the middle, obviously. Whereas if there's a class center or a class second rower, I'm going the class center. What do you heard? I haven't heard anything at the moment. It's just people asking, you know, obviously, I, I think people are now resigned to the fact that we may lose Britain Nakora, and then there's some people that are resigned that they're going to lose Britain Nakora, and there's some people like me that fucking hope we lose Britain Nakora for next year. I, I would have turned around and said that I'd be happy to throw money at a second rower to replace him, but I've seen... Teague Wilton, and I've seen Talakai. Now, the only way that I would go for a second row is if we don't re-sign Wade Graham, which we probably won't. So there, there, maybe there is the option for a second row there. So I'm going to lean towards the second row, providing that that second row is the young kid from the Cowboys. I was going to say, if it's Nanai, mate, you may twist my arm. I can't think of any centres, although I've done no research, to be honest, off contract that I particularly want. But if, say, Campbell Graham put his hand up, I'm jumping all over it. Yeah, and look, you, you, you've only got to have a look at some teams that maybe be going perform. Now, Herbie Farmworth is off contract. Yeah, I would be all in and on he's, Herbie. He's, yeah. I'd be, now, there's, there's talk that Herbie's going to get a crack at the Broncos fullback. And if he gets a crack at the Broncos fullback and does well, you know, he, he may he may, uh, may re-sign with the Broncos. But he's someone that I'd definitely be looking at as well. Um Nanaway is as well. Now, here's another question for you, Dan. Would you go all out for a million-dollar marquee player? To and I'm not, I'm not giving any names at the moment. Would you go out for a million-dollar marquee player and then hit New South Wales Cup, or would you try and get a lot of fringe, or sorry, a lot of solid NRL first-grade players to to bring into us? Well, I think we're only Cam Munster away from a genuine crack at a top four, and once you're in the top four, anything can happen. If it's Munster, I'm going Munster. If it's a million-dollar centre, I'm not going near him. If it's a million-dollar 5'8", yes. I can't think of any hookers and stuff, any forwards that could turn. If it's Cam Munster, yes, that 100%. I genuinely feel we're one strike weapon away from creeping into that top four. I'm with you on that one as well. And and ever since Paul Warren, a uh, great friend of the show, wants to come back on uh, very quickly, we'll get you on here, Paul. Ever since he said to me, and, and again, he sent me a message today saying that 
it's been released that Melbourne are asking um, Melbourne are asking him to take a pay cut. Um, so oh, yeah, look, I'd be I'd be happy to go and get him. So here's here's my thing for you in terms of the marquee, and this is all hypothetical, and we're not in for it. Would you, if you had the option of two, would you go Cam Munster and you and Aitken, or Jason Tormalolo and Ronald Volkman? Munster. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Love Tormalolo. Love me some Tormalolo. But uh, look, a- Aitken's a, he's playing spectacularly. He makes a million tackles and he seems to break the line. He's got all his confidence since moving out of the centres. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going all in on the marquee and padding round. Yeah, I, I, I would. You know, anything that we can do to get Cam Munster, I'm doing it. I'm hoping Fitz is turning around and dangling the Nico Hines carrot at him, saying, "You, your combination with him when you were five eight fullback was incredible. Imagine what could be a half and five eight, and you and Aiken. Now that he's turned around and said to the Warriors, I'm going to activate this clause in my contract where I don't have to go and live in New Zealand. Um, I'd be, ha- I'd be having a sneaky chat to him as well. And the reason why I like a player like you and Aiken, he's not Talakai-esque in terms of his running. He's very solid defensively, but he gives us that flexibility. We don't have to carry an outside back on the bench. And this is one of the things with the Sharks at the moment, with Teddy Wilton, with Talakai, and even if you threw a you and Aiken on there, and that was our back row rotation, if there's an injury that happens to a centre or fullback or, or something like that, these guys just slot in and you bring the other players around. Um, yeah, I, my, my, you know, I'd love to get him now. The reason why I said Talmalolo and Volkman as well, though, is obviously there's no spot for Ronald Volkman at the Roosters and he's off contract. Um, so I threw him in with Talmalolo. Look, if we got either of those two packages, I wouldn't complain. Absolutely. And I know the that young Saluka Fafida, I think his name is at the Roosters off contract. Now, I expect the Dolphins to come in and, and pick these young forwards up because... They need some youth, but they're the kind of players I would absolutely be padding around. But, mate, i got to get this in quickly before we go. Frank and Pele, it was asked earlier, where and does he get back into this side? Um, I think he's a long way down the pecking order, you know, and, and obviously we've got two guys that are due to come back from injury. One of them's come back, that's Jack Williams, and he's going to play... Uh, Probably going to play for the Jets again on the weekend just to get his legs into him. Wade Graham as well is going to come back. And then, you know, you're probably looking at Trindle dropping off the bench with one of Fafida and Tolman. And hopefully it's Fafida and not Tolman because I think I think Tolman adds, you know, Fafida adds his charisma, personality, and he's there for the boys, but he can be the 18th man and do that. Whereas Aiden Tolman literally comes off the bench and doesn't miss a fucking tackle in the ruck. So that's that's more important to me. Um, Franklin, can, can he get? In the, there's gonna there's gonna need to be a lot of injuries, and there's gonna be need to be a lot of improvement in him. I, I also think if he signs elsewhere, which it's rumoured that he's almost going to sign with the Tigers, although the Tigers have the Tigers fans are uh, half cocked going, oh well, he follows everything West Tigers on Instagram. He also follows every team on Instagram. If you, have, if you go through his followers, Franklin Pele follows every team and all their fan pages because he just loves footy. I think if he signs away, no. Now, 
can't see Frank Lampelli playing a game this year. Now, look, I agree with you that if he signs away, he becomes a no-go because you got to put – he's not the kind of player that you need to play. He's a um, sort of a luxury player at the moment. Now, if we wrap the minor premiership up with six weeks to go, I think he sees plenty of football. And I do think that if a Hamlin Newelli goes down, perhaps, later in the season, hopefully he doesn't, so he's in career best form, and we need and, – and a Talakai goes down. So it's going to – you know, then we need the wrecking ball that we can throw on. Uh, look, there is also the Origin. Now, I can't see too many of our players playing Origin, to be honest. Um, that's nothing to say the players don't deserve it. It's just with the current setup the way it is. Look, there is always a chance that they're going to say, hey, look, you know, for feed up, take a break. You know, we're playing an understrength. Whoever, Pele, you get 25 minutes, show us what you got. That could happen, but at the moment, I don't... Put it, put it this way, the names I heard from the weekend that were superstars were Metcalf, Lockie Miller, and Kyla Iroh. There was no mention of Franklin Pele. Now, for him to get in the first grade, he's going to have to be in those top three players named by people that were at the Jets games because he's got to stand out a lot to beat the more experienced players ahead. So not writing him off by any chance if he does resign. And he's got a big future at Cronulla, but not, not yet. No, and he, he's you know he's one of the players that you could actually absolutely see him being a Toby Rudolph and debuting you know well he's already debuted but cracking first grade when he's twenty five now is he going to be patient enough to stick around with Cronulla and you know sign those contracts to keep playing probably not he's probably going to be a player throughout his career that's going to bounce from team to team looking for an opportunity and then he'll find one and stick sort of like Marty Tapao you know mm-hmm. debuted at the Tigers was in and out went to the Bulldogs. You know, was okay. Went to Manly. You know, you could you could see him following that same footpath, going to the Tigers, using them as a stepping stone, stepping up to a you know a team, and then going somewhere like Canberra and 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 playing in 150 first grade games for Canberra. That that's that's probably the career trajectory that Frank Pompello is going to have. Gets even harder for him next year as well because Oregon Kafusi is coming, and that guy is a player. Oregon Kafusi is a player. Very, very good season. I'm really excited about that. That's the kind of signing you need. You need a player that's really raw, got a little bit of first grade in him, but has his best footy and offers value, especially if you're going to go sign that marquee number six to get us to that title. So I think Kafusi may... He's not going to be a signing in the Nico Hines, Ken McInnes, Dalfinucan, but I think it's going to be very, very important. Yeah, now you just you, you mentioned Origin and the players that we're going to lose, and obviously we've got to wrap up in a minute. I fully expect Nico Hines will take Jack Whiten's utility spot, um, and he will we'll probably lose him for a game in Origin somewhere. Um, I know they don't usually pick him, but Dale Finucane's, you know, Freddie Fitler on the Channel Nine wrap up was just saying how good Finucane is. I think they're the two players that we lose, and then you you might see someone like Toby Rudolph get that, you know. 18 to 20 spots, you know, they, they take 20 plays into camp. You may see Tobias in there just because they love him. He's a personality and he's actually playing pretty good footy at the moment. Look, none of our backs are going to get in there. You know, their centres, the centres for New South Wales, Latrell Mitchell and and Tom Travojevic, and, you know, as good as Jesse Ramian has been for two games, he's not going to get in there. Our wingers aren't going to get in there. Will Kennedy's not going to play. You know, he's, he's behind a couple of fullbacks as well, so... It's definitely going to be Nico Hines and, and Dale Finucane, and that doesn't that, those two players there they don't open a spot for um, for Franklin Pele unless unless they go and we've got a few injuries as well. But other than that, no. Um, just just 
you touched on him before, Braden Hamlin Ueli. Before we go out and sign anyone, we need to tie that guy down. He's in incredible form and he's only going to get better. Look, I absolutely agree. And my, my fear is that the Dolphins will come to him and say, look, we need a start and prop. You're the man, you fit the bill. But I'm hoping he's seen what's building in Cronulla because um, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he were to start and Toby were to go to the bench. Where again, in the preseason, I was staunchly against that, which says a lot about Hamlin Ueli. Plus, he's a very, very lovable bloke, can find the try line, and his work rate is lifted through the roof. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm... You know, obviously when we're at full strength, we fully expect Cam McInnes to... Look, if Cam McInnes stays on the bench, and such is the form of Toby and and uh, Ueli that Cam McInnes has to stay on the bench, look, you know, at least until he's 100% confident in his body, I'm cool with that. And I'm glad that we haven't... You know, first game he played 25 minutes. This week I think he played about 50 minutes. I uh, Actually, he played a bit more than that because Fanukin didn't come back on. Um you know, he's going to get into that starting spot soon, but Ueli and Toby are making themselves undroppable, and that's what you want. They're making themselves undroppable. Wade Graham's coming back. His return's only around the corner. Teague Wilton and Talakai have made themselves undroppable from this team, and you'd fully expect Britton Akora to pick himself up, and he hasn't, which is why I sent you my list of my 1-17 to when everyone was fully fit. Britain Nakora is not in it. He was the big one, mate. Now, we got a couple more minutes before we have to sign off. But up, up, Cronulla. Cam McInnes, he bled for the team. I'm willing to bet London to a brick. Rags to riches. Any of those cliches. Won't be the only time he bleeds this year. Anyone that hasn't seen the footage, go to sharks.com.au or check uh, check the uh, Twitter feed because it is a sight to behold. The man is a treasure, and it's like he's been a shark his whole life. Absolutely. Now... If you haven't seen our show, don't forget to jump onto YouTube and watch Rugby League Outlaws. It's brought to you by Punctured Media. We've got loads of sponsors on there as well. I won't rattle them off this week. It's a fantastic show. Get online. Donate to Dan's cause as well. He's uh, doing the world's greatest shave, but obviously Dan doesn't have very much hair left and very many haircuts left in him, so he embarrassed himself further by wearing West Tigers gear. Jump on and donate. And if any West Tigers fans are listening to this, make sure you jump on and donate because the person who donates the most amount of money from the Tigers is going to get it. A, uh, a gift pack from onelittlefootyfan.com.au Absolutely right, mate. And uh, thank you for the jab and also the plug. And I'll uh, I'll take it. Never going to wear that shit again. It's done and done. But what I am going to do, Terry, is I'm going to hail Nico Hines. And I will hail Matt Moylan.